Welcome to Shanghai Zan, a raw and lively regular debate about China tech, advertising, creativity, platforms, and the intersection of it all. Join us each session for timely and relevant discussions on all things China marketing. We'll also be joined by an entire spectrum of China experts, and you can learn more about Shanghai Zan at our website, zanstation.com. I'm Bryce Whitwam. And I'm Ali Kazmi, and we'd like to thank all of you for your continued support. And as we always say, Ali, if you like the show, please help us improve our algorithm、uh, statistics by by giving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or if you don't want to do that, just tell your friends and let them、uh, listen to our wonderful podcasts. Today, Ali, we're joined by Mark Wong. Mark is a senior consultant at Grace Blue,、uh, which is an executive talent company focusing on marketing communications in China. He previously led Edelman China as CEO and was the managing director at Ogilvy One Beijing. Before his agency roles, Mark managed HP's consumer business in China and held leadership positions at Lenovo, Dell, and IBM. He's also actively involved in China marketing community and a senior advisor. At the Tsinghua National Image Research Center, Mark. Thanks for being on Shanghai Zan. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Ali, for having me on the podcast. Really, an honor and a pleasure to be part of the group. Yeah, great. Thanks.、Uh, so today's topic is really about how agencies can react to the slower growth、uh, that many companies are now experiencing, as we've heard it recently. Uh, a lot of agencies are cutting back.、Uh, agencies、uh, are facing clients who are asking for constant pitches. Retainers are a thing of the past, or at least for a lot of agencies, they are, and they're very much focusing on projects. With that in mind, from a talent and company perspective, how do agencies evolve in this new market situation? As we all know, and Mark knows, and Ali knows, is that. Being an agency leader in China means changing your business model every two, two years, maybe every year, but at least every two to three years, evolving and changing the business. As a former CEO myself, I just can't imagine how many times that I had to tell Global, like,、uh, "Yeah, that was last year in China. This year is a lot different, <laughs> China." So,、uh, obviously, one of the things that we all know is that change is a constant and. Now is a new model that we all have to get used to, and I believe that it's not all bad. There's some also some good things as well to come out from these changes. But Mark, first of all, I want to talk to you about your transition from a tech role to a PR to communications. I think you've done most everything, every type of field. Ali and I, we stayed pretty much in the agency business our entire careers. It's probably because probably realized that we probably would suck at everything else, and I just couldn't ever imagine being a client. So I just stuck on the agency place, which is a nice, comfortable space. But you've moved around a lot, so I'm just interested to know how do you experience the tech giants like HP, Lenovo, Dell, and IBM, and how do they shape your approach to PR and communications? Thank you, Bryce, for. Laying out,、uh, you know, all the challenges and、uh, uh, you know difficulties that we're facing as a, as a group right now. And,、uh, speaking of my previous、uh, experience and the background,、uh, I did come from the technology 
industry, I mean the switch or the transition from the IT industry to the agency industry uh, was actually happening, you know, almost uh, uh, ten years ago, and it was a a big change um, for me, for myself, for uh, for my career. And but I believe the transition back then was、uh, well managed because number one, I have been working on the marketing track for you know ten plus years. Marketing、uh, kind of like was my core blood, and、uh, you know before switching to the agency side, I was managing a company, but I mean the IT company selling products.、Uh, but、uh, switching to the agency side, still you are managing a company, but now is a marketing services company, right? Providing that kind of professional services to the clients,、uh, like IBM, like Dell,、uh, like HP. So still, I believe、uh, my client side experience、um, did help me a lot in that uh, uh, transition. Also,、uh, into my you know future roles、uh, in in the agency side. Number one, help you to、uh, really understand what the client needs are. You know, sometimes the client、uh, tell you something probably is not on the paper, right? There's、uh, some unstated needs behind that. But with my Client experience, right? You you need you you get to understand what their real needs are, right? You can read between their you know communications,、uh, and also you understand also appreciate the from the client perspective. They also have their internal stakeholders.、Uh, how to please their、uh, stakeholders? How to you know entertain their stakeholders? It's also critical for our clients to be successful. So understanding. The real needs, I think, is、uh, is a、uh, critical. And second,、uh, uh, I was engaged with the senior clients at agency side, and、uh, I will say everything. I mean, for that kind of conversation, everything starts with the their business challenges. So understanding the clients'、uh, business challenges, the business frustrations, the problems, I think that's a priority. Eventually, formed my own approach to all agency projects. It's more about a、uh, understand and build, help the clients to to build their business strategy first, and then come to the brand marketing comes the strategy later. So that's my my approach. And in terms of the agency management, switching from the client side, and you know, number one, you just realize、uh, you need to help the agency leaderships to appreciate more, you know, business acumen. Having a more、uh, business savvy mindset, and that's the that's also very true now for many of the agency leaders,、uh, right? It's not only about a delivering professional job, but also to manage the business in a healthy way. Understand where the growth will be and how to drive the growth、uh, from the、um, agency side.、Um, I think the the only key difference <laughs> comparing the Client side versus agency side, I think is、uh, is about a、uh, you are managing.、Uh, I mean, the, the the kind of core asset you have is no longer about products; it's about a、uh, people. So, how to attract, develop, and retain talents uh, uh, becomes a、uh, priority. Other than that, I would say, oh, common. <laughs> you, you are driving the similar approaches to achieve the similar goals. I think that's really interesting. What you said about your approach, because I do believe that modern agencies now need to be much 
stronger at their business acumen. You just cannot rely solely on creative execution and media planning. You have to be able to do a little bit of everything, uh, especially if you want to be seen as a strategic partner to that agency. So yeah, I think that's a, I think it's the right approach. Uh, so I guess to our topic today, Mark, is about the GDP growth. And China is so, in some ways, addicted to massive growth. And, and all of us for the last, almost the last 20 years have been used to double-digit growth every, every single year. Coming from a market like the U.S. where it kind of goes up and down <laughs> all the time. So uh, we kind of prepare ourselves for these spikes and troughs in the in the market. Obviously it affects employment and your job search and how you look for jobs and all those aspects about your talent is also impacted. But my question to you is how do you see the economic trajectories that are currently facing in China? How do you see these economic trajectories influencing the market and communications landscape in China? Yeah, that's a, a big question. <laughs> You know, I would say the recent economic uh, uh, development did pose a uh, very realistic challenge to all players in the in the market. But I would say it all comes down to to the expectation. Meaning, China has been in the just as you put, you know, has been in this uh, high growth mode for decades, right? People take for you know take for granted of this uh, hyper growth, but now all of a sudden. You are seeing the growth on almost every sector. It's even though it's still growth, but uh, it slowed down the growth compared with the past. For most of the brands in China, or at least from agencies' clients' you know perspective, uh, we do see the you know downside of this uh, economic challenge. Where to find the next growth opportunity? The economic uncertainty, the political tension between countries, and uh, you know, low consumer needs. Uh, those factors all contributed to relatively s- slow demands um, uh, from the brand side. They're cutting budgets. Uh, they're suspending some of the their their projects. You know, they're, they're holding their project for the you know second half for the next year. Uh, that's true, but also if you think about a uh, the same challenge uh, for the brand from a positive perspective or from a, a good side, I would say maybe this is a good time for many brands uh, to take a pause and to really think about uh, their new priorities. Uh, I think in in the past, uh, running in a very fast speed. Only gave uh, those brands a very limited time to think about uh, what are their long-term goals, uh, long-term visions, what can, what are their long-term values that they want to bring to the customer to the market. They don't really have time to think about uh, that right in in the past, and also they don't really seriously you know consider what are the factors that actually are ignored during their hyper growth, you know, for example, the society challenges, the, the environmental issues, the employees' concerns, their internal employee concerns. But now all of a sudden they have the time, right? They have the time to think about uh, their long-term vision, their long-term goal. They have time to find ways to solve those uh, ignored factors, ignored issues uh, in the past. Maybe it's a it's a good time for the you know for a brand to do so, 
And, and also, I would say from the marketing、uh, communication perspective, for brands, I think it's a it's a good thing. Finally, they can come back to their core,、uh, which in my view is、uh, how to、uh, generate value for the customers, how to engage your consumers、um, in a more closed and more meaningful way. So I think for 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 many of the brands,、uh, maybe this is a、um, uh, good time. Might not be a bad thing、uh, at all. That's my view. It's a very good point. Not just Chinese companies, but also Western companies in China faced the benefit of having a hyper growth market where they could try many many things and call this China speed, fail at most of them, and then a few of them are successful. But it doesn't matter because the market's growing anyway, so who cares? And strategic planning and understanding consumer needs, and going slow and being more patient and strategic about focusing on your target audience was definitely never a priority. And if you look at even the last few years, it's really been about performance marketing, which is just a fancy word for marketing to sell shit as fast as you possibly can. I can't tell you how many. Uh, case studies that I've seen from local brands, where they get to the marketing side of the the submission of the award. I was on a a, a panel local startup companies, and it was just like, oh, we employed Austin Lee for for to promote our brand. We promoted Weiya、uh, for the brand. I mean, it really was not really strategically thought through. It was just like, oh, let's just find a big influencer. Sales will go up and. After year one, they didn't know what to do. They were screwed because they didn't really do the fundamentals properly. And they came to consultants and agencies to say,、uh, "Well, we did well in year one, but year two we're kind of fucked." So I think this, to your point, I tend to agree with you that this is a good time for brands to actually become more resilient and more watchful and more careful on the planning side. What do you think, Ali? I don't know, man. I've got so many different thoughts going through my head.、Um, one of the th- things that、uh, Mark mentioned is going back to the core of what a company does. Maybe I'll just stick to that as a thread. From an agency perspective, like just thinking, or an adver- from an agency perspective, I-, I don't know of any agency that stuck to its quote-unquote core.、And、the types of services that advertising companies provide to clients today, you know, they they've continued to diversify, but The, the amount of money that clients spend on advertising has,、um, by and large, stayed the same. So I'm I'm challenged with this idea or thought around, you know, around brands trying to、uh, trying to stick to their core. On the other hand, you know, when we think about advertisers, I'm thinking also about whether or not they're sticking to to their core. And I think specifically about CPG because that's what I've spent most of my time on. But I've always, you know, growth for CPG brands has always been around penetration and diversifying, diversifying portfolio and and getting new customers and going into new markets and being able to sell through different channels, etc., etc. And so I wanted to actually throw the question back to Mark because he's been on both sides of the fence. He's been an advertiser and you know he's also been an agency head. So I wanted you to maybe unpack what it means to be focused on the core. 
Um, but in context to, you know, knowing that the next year is going to be a very difficult year for, for most, uh, you know, I think not, not even for, for most, for all advertisers. Because when I think about the core, I think about Chinese advertisers and, and, and Chinese brands and, you know, they know that they won't get that growth in China. So they're exporting or they're trying to export to the rest of the world. And then I think about 23, 22, COVID, and a lot of companies trying to decouple from from China. So then, you know, and, and I think I could be wrong, but I think about, you know, fashion, fast fashion brands, and I think about car brands, and I think about how, you know, you're not getting the typical 25% of growth or, you know, of your annual revenue from China. And we talked about this the other day as well, maybe about a week ago, Bryce, we were talking about um, about how, you know, China is just not, you know, it's not contributing to to net sales for for all these big brands. So they're not really incentivized to continue to invest in that market as much as they would in Europe or Latin America or North America and other markets. So anyway, so long story short, I'd be really curious, Mark, if you could give your perspective, especially you're, you're actually the person that's on the ground. Um, you know, we get bits and bytes of information, but I'd be curious to, to see what you've heard or, you know, some of the conversations that you've had with agency heads recently and advertisers and CEOs that you've talked to. And, you know, how do they how do they translate, um, you know, going back to their core? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, speaking of that, when I talk about, uh, you know, going back to the core, Many, what I meant is uh, think about uh, what's the origin of the core driver that you want to build a brand, right? I mean, in Chinese people, probably 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people talk about a uh, meaning, uh, you know, build a brand that can last a century, right? But now the conversation changed to can we build a brand, uh, sell millions of uh, next year and then sold it to another group sold it it to another brand you know getting some fast cash so people talk talk about uh, different things I mean it's I I cannot say the hyper growth is the evil of driving this change right but uh, it did happen under the hyper growth that's why I'm saying maybe a relatively slowed pace, slowed growth can give those brands a opportunity to really think about a long term, right? What their brand really want to be, what kind of value they really want to bring to their customer in the long run. So that's why I refer to it as um, you know back to the back to the core. I I did speak to. A uh, number of uh, agency executives um, uh, in the past uh, uh, two or three weeks uh, in my visit to Shanghai, in my uh, Beijing trip. I, I believe uh, they all, I mean, for, for most of the agency executives, they all acknowledge that the, the kind of a challenge they're facing right now uh, in the market across almost uh, all the sectors, uh, right? From technology, from education, consumer brand. And probably most recently, the pharmaceutical and the financial services are also impacted, right? That's the reality. We all acknowledge that. But I would say different executives, uh, uh, they probably have a different attitude uh, towards this uh, reality, you know, to this challenge, right? Maybe 
I would say twenty percent of them are very pessimistic, and uh, maybe seventy percent, eighty percent of them are maintain neutral, and only ten percent, I would say, uh, they 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 still have a, a very positive attitude, uh, seeing all this, right? You know, all the Chinese, uh, there's a saying, uh, 危机 Uh, literally translated to uh, crisis, uh, but those are common. You know, uh, it comes by two different words. Uh, the first one is uh, V, means uh, the risks. The second one is G, means uh, opportunities. So I would say right now at this moment is a very good assessment of this phrase. Uh, it's also a true test for all the uh, executives, uh, uh, leaders in the agency side. How do you see the opportunity? Uh, from those risks, I think uh, uh, that's a challenge. I did talk to some of the leaders、uh, who are very their their CEO actually talk about a、uh, finally uh, inspiring, right? For example, there's a、uh, you know global fashion brand. They can convince their global board to launch the you know China for China initiative, meaning they can have the、uh, local designers、um, to design design their. Own product lines in China and serve only to the young generations in in China, and they have their own logistic ready for this initiative. You know something like that probably is because of the you know tension between countries,、uh, but still taking this opportunity to convince their global leadership team. I think that's a, a you know a, a kind of a spirit. I think we need to get from、uh, that kind of leader.、Uh, other examples like.、Uh, Talk to some agency leaders.、Uh, they're transforming、uh, their way of doing business from、uh, taking brief to co-creation, meaning they long no longer only work with a very clear,、uh, you know, doing this, doing that for this brand, for that brand kind of、uh, brief, but they actually sit down with their client to understand what they really want. They, I mean, their their client really want want to achieve in the market. Uh, maybe they want to launch a new products. Maybe they want to penetrate into a new segment. How to help their client to achieve that? Maybe start from a you know brainstorm session, understanding a new product's needs. Maybe talk to、uh, the the clients,、uh, channel partners, to understand what might be the effective way of selling the products, right? So versus、uh, only helping your client.、Uh, Uh, design a new package for the new products.、So、probably you can help them to launch one,、uh, to launch a new product. So that's kind of the momentum I did see from、uh, some of the you know agency agency leaders.、Uh, like、uh, Bryce just put,、uh, be that strategic partner. It's not only a saying. You really need to sit down with your client and work together on those initiatives.、Uh. Just thinking about that, everything that you're saying sounds like the way Chinese agencies or local advertising agencies operate. Was is that a correct observation or is that incorrect?、Uh, I think from my、uh, observation in the past, uh, uh, local agencies are definitely are more adaptable、uh, compared with、uh, global agencies. That's for sure. They're willing to. You know, put their teams uh, uh, even in the、uh, client's office, right? But nowadays, I think uh, uh, I also observe some things that、uh, have changed. Uh, for example, the the clients、uh, they are kind of appreciate the kind of、uh, 
working environment and a kind of a culture that agency extended to their employees, right? Only working in that particular environment will yield more, you know, better result, more effective result, creative ways of doing things for the agency team. Therefore, they started understanding, uh, you know, having the agency team sitting in their office might not be the best uh, uh, optimal uh, result or you know model of working. So I believe uh, some of the uh, global agencies they try that as well. Right, send some some team, some people to the client working for a couple of months, and then come back to the group, come back to the agency office, uh, and then you know engage with uh, extended team. Uh, I, I believe that kind of a hybrid model is uh, much better than sending the team to the uh, agency's um, uh, to client's uh, office. Uh, and uh, both local agencies and the global agency, I believe they're you know more becoming more appreciating this kind of uh, uh, model. If if that's what you're referring to, one of my former roles, um, I had this, I had the opportunity of being um, the network that I was working with at the time look for companies to acquire. And in the acquisition process, obviously a lot of those companies were local companies. And local companies tend to be much more adaptable to client needs and they're a lot closer to client problems and they're a lot closer to, you know, organizing teams that are based almost as if they, you know, almost, um, you know, they're, all, they're teams that are almost seconded within client premise. And I guess that's where the question was coming from, you know, where a big international company, uh, advertising company, would be less willing to second people or groups of people to work in Shenzhen with Huawei, for example. They would rather build an office there um, or send a bunch of people to work at Hire, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that's where the question was coming from. And I wonder if there's some learning in the way Chinese advertising companies operate versus how global companies operate in what you're saying on, you know, this thing around adaptability, around focus on growth, being able to hire right and being able to be more strategic for clients. I guess in the context of China, being strategic also is, has different meanings. All right. So 2024 has obviously been a very difficult year. Um, and I'm curious, you know, as uh, the leader of Grace Blue in China, um, what strategies are you recommending um, to some of the agency CEOs or to some of the CEOs of uh, of the various advertisers that you've met uh, when it comes to, you know, hiring talent for 2024? Well, first of all, you know, quick introduction of uh, what a Grace Blue uh, does. I mean, we are definitely a uh, global executive search firm. Uh, specializing in the you know marketing services space, so be it uh, uh, looking for a uh, agency CEO or a uh, brand CMO, uh, that's what we do. And our uh, footprints actually across uh, uh, Europe, US, and Asia, and China being a priority uh, market, we we are strongly rooted in the agency uh, industry, like you just uh, said, but expanding into the. Uh, consumer brands, uh, uh, media, and uh, entertainment space. So back to your question, uh, for the next year, uh, everybody understand it will be a tough year. So uh, regarding the strategy or the approach to uh, find uh, the, uh, the you know new leaders, uh, right? We talk about a uh, you know tough time needs uh, tough time leaders, uh, right? And uh, 
you need that kind of uh, leaders uh, to tackle the challenges, uh, to uh, make tough decisions, uh, to adapt to the new environment, uh, and uh, uh, discovering, uh, explore the uh, potential growth opportunities. So you need uh, different uh, kind of leaders uh, to take on the uh, challenges. What I really uh, wanted to add on is um, not only think about uh, uh, filling a existing position uh, with an existing uh, leader, we also need to think about uh, the, the future of the company, right? Where you want to bring your agency, your company to in the next year, maybe in in the next three years, right? And uh, use that uh, as a base to define what kind of a leader you really need for that future. So basically, you know, what we're talking about is uh, finding someone who can transform your business uh, into the future mode versus uh, uh, just uh, fill in a existing role, right? Fighting for the, for the existing challenges. Uh, I think that's a, a different perspective to look at uh, uh, finding uh, the leaders. And also, in many cases, uh, right, the senior executives uh, probably, they don't think about uh, their existing leadership team, right? Whether those people are qualified uh, to take on the challenges they're facing now, whether those leaders, uh, right, in your office uh, are ready uh, for the future. Maybe you have uh, some good leaders uh, uh, who help you to go through the uh, past years, uh, the faster growing period, the hyper growth period. But whether those people, I mean, the, the same group of leaders uh, are the ones uh, who can bring your business uh, to the next phase, uh, to the next phase, right? To find uh, the opportunities in the tough moment. So you need to ask that. Uh, Top questions. Maybe you know five out of six leaders you have are qualified, but uh, uh, do you have that gut to admit that that one particular leader, right? You need to either transform transform that person, or you need to re replace that person with a true leader who really can bring your business uh, to the future. As an instructor this semester. Uh, I'm constantly asked about recruiting, especially from students who are looking to get jobs. And we get a lot of young people listening to the podcast. Back in the old days in China, we always had the saying that the foreign employees interview well, but end up performing poorly. And the Chinese employees are the complete opposite. They interview poorly. They come to the interview in sweatpants and t-shirts. I had one come with a bubble tea once, but you hire them and they do amazing work. So it's the complete opposite. Are you finding that nowadays with unemployment increasing that Chinese students going into the job market, into the agency job market, have to improve their skills? And what advice would you give them for looking for work in today's market? Yeah, that's a very funny observation. Yeah, uh, I will share the the same feeling as well, because uh, especially for the young talents, young people, right? Sometimes they will, you know, surprise you uh, in in different ways. Uh, and uh, I remember even back at the uh, OB times, uh, we 
uh, interviewed some of the uh, fresh graduate uh, to you know really prepare them for the future roles, and uh, they came to you right with a different background, different uh, you know skill set. Probably some are not uh, needed. <laughs> I, I think it's about uh, finding the the true character among them versus uh, the you know skill set on the resume. You, you probably can find in that conversation. Probably you can find something not on the resume, but can be、uh, very valuable to the future work. And uh, uh, if you can, if you can identify those、uh, good characters、uh, through the conversation, through the interview process,、um, I think、uh, you would definitely, you know, definitely you are looking at some strong、uh, candidates.、Uh, And、uh, even today, I still have some、uh, very good friends in the network、um, who joined the agency as a fresh graduate. Just like you said, probably their first interview was not a、uh, going so well.、Um, but later on, I mean, people find the uniqueness,、uh, find the, the you know true self uh, uh, in themselves, and, and bring them to the network. But do you have any advice for the the candidates for the, the the young people looking for jobs in a more competitive market? Well, get prepared. <laughs> That's for sure.、Uh, it's not only about presenting、uh, yourself,、uh, but also get prepared、uh, what you will、uh, join and to do.、Um, and、uh, I think、uh, understand the the kind of uh, uh, skill set needed. By that particular position or by that uh, uh, agency、uh, is critical, and、uh, demonstrating、uh, what you are capable of, and also demonstrate、uh, your eager eagerness、uh, to learn,、uh, your ability to uh, adapt, uh, that will also、uh, help as well. So I think for、uh, for many young people to get their first interview, there. They're not a、uh, really prepared. Probably they will ask about a working environment, but probably they don't know what will be in front of them.、Uh, you know, regarding the actual work, the actual、uh, skill set、uh, really needed. Well, that's a great point, Ali. Are we ready for the A/B test? We are absolutely ready for the A/B test. I'm gonna say two words or two phrases, and then you need to choose very quickly which of the two words or phrases you align with or you agree with. And most of these phrases and words are, you know, they're basically a summary of what we've discussed、um, over the course of the last hour. So here we go. Number one, marketing or technology? Marketing for sure, because、uh, it's it's a practice lasting for for years, and technology is only a tool to enable that,、uh, you know, marketing practice. Be it any changes. Service as a product or people as a product? Probably. People as a as a service first, and then、uh, the the other one. I mean, priority definitely is、uh, in people because at、uh, this moment、uh, we need a、uh, people who can really go beyond the boundary,、uh, think out of the box,、uh, drive new changes. So at this moment, uh, uh, definitely uh, people is、uh, a priority.、Uh, agency or advertiser? Agency. Shenzhen or Shanghai? Depends. 
Shenzhen for Chinese companies going global. Shanghai is definitely for the uh, consumer brands. Global companies going local. <laughs> Long term leaders or short term leaders? Long term leaders. Inside agency or outside agency? Outside, maybe outside of, uh, agencies. Because、uh, you want to look for、uh, different talents, you want to for different、uh, way of working,、uh, restructuring. So maybe. Uh, out of the agency,、uh, a brand for a hundred years or a brand for ten years? A brand for a hundred years for sure.、Uh, right hiring or right firing? With the right hiring, you don't need to think about a <laughs> right firing. So definitely the first one. Post nineties or post two thousands? Post two thousands. Client centricity、yeah. or growth centricity? Growth centric.、Uh, youth or experience? Youth. Wow. It's a,、uh, experience is no longer relevant. Experience is no longer relevant if you cannot、uh, bring in the new way of thinking and you know new blood, innovation stuff. So everyone's very young on this podcast. Great. Over to you, Bryce. Yeah, thanks, Bud. Mark,、uh, thanks for being on the show and sharing us your insights. It was really fantastic, especially related to you know what we. We'll expect for the remainder of this year in China in 2023 and leading us into 2024. So thanks again. Thank you for having me again. It's、uh, been a pleasure、uh, having this conversation. I learned a lot from you guys too. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome! And thank you for everyone for joining us on today's episode. Join us in a few weeks for another exciting show. And to all our listeners, until then, have a great day. 